Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saltalamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on in the first week of 2024 than Nolan Jones. The guy... Who I'm just gonna say, Nolan, right now, congratulations. You are the baseball isn't boring breakout hitter of the year. That's what we're calling you for 2024. It's not about looking in the past, it's about looking in the future. And off of I got as I said to someone the other day, they asked me about something that I tweeted as a uh, a report or something. I said, just call it. Call it an, uh, an educated, what did I say? Oh, an informed guest. Guess. An informed guest. That's what I'm going to say with this. Breakout hitter of 2024. It's an informed guest, which baseball Nolan needs more of. You have to use the information. You have to go with the gut. And all of that has led to this moment right now. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> They see the things in January 2023 that you did not think you would be doing in in January of 2024 is <laughs> accepting this award and uh, there's a lot to sort of pick through. But how do you? I, I just want to start here, Nolan. Like, how do you? Let's do that. How do you feel compared to a year ago? Am I so bizarre? Right? <laughs> yeah, I actually I took some time over the over the break. I was talking to my family and. The Rockies actually posted a, uh, a promo for our our Rockies Fest, and it was Charlie Blackman, Ryan McMahon, myself, and Chris Bryant. And my parents sent in our family group chat, and we're like, "Who would have thought eight months ago that this is what the Rockies um, Rockies Fest poster would look like?" And it's just like. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ups and downs in, in baseball. I mean, in life, obviously, but in baseball. And 
I struggled. I mean, I went from, you know, getting drafted to being the top prospect to struggling to getting traded to having a horrible spring training with my new team. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of mentally challenging parts of this season, um, but I got to learn a lot about myself and and had a lot of fun. Well, you know, I think that you bring back a lot of memories. What the, the other time we talked for the podcast on the podcast is I think I was asking you a lot of what it's like to be traded. And the whole premise, the whole motivation was, hey, listen, people are going to be traded and this is what you go through. And, and you were great, man. Like, I'm not just saying that because you're here. Like, you were great giving both sides, giving an honest perspective of, of yeah, you know, it's great that a team wants you, or but you're leaving your guys behind and all that. But I, I also – I just want to – in that vein – to have people understand what a year might look like, how it might be different if you just just keep your nose down, keep doing what you're doing, keep believing, keep learning, keep all of that stuff. There is no better person that can articulate that right now off of 2023 than you. So, Nolan, so when you look back at January, whatever this is, 2023 – how is your? How are you different? Like we'll go through like all the good stuff that you've done, but how are you different looking back about how you went from there to here? I know I was really long winded in saying that. I hope you got the gist of it, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that everybody we all want the we all want the perfect story. You know, we want to be 22 years old and get called up to the big leagues and then have a an be an all-star our first year, have a Hall of Fame career, and never look back. Um, but that doesn't happen very often. Um, and so, you know, I got a chance with Cle- – I got a taste of it with Cleveland last year, a small taste. Um, and I I just knew that, you know, it was all I – it's all I wanted, obviously. Like, that's why that's why we do this because it's all – it's all we, all we ever wanted. But I think that I was just – I was really determined to show that I could play. You know, I think that – like I said, I went into spring training. I had a horrible spring training last year. It was like my chance, new team. Um, there were not that there were openings on the team, but there was a chance for me to make the team out of camp. And I went in and put a lot of pressure on myself. And I remember I was like spring training had ended. I had got sent down. The big league team was leaving. And like as a guy that has played in the big leagues, not much, but has played in the big leagues, that's tough. You know, you get sent down. And I talked, I remember calling my parents, my mom, my mom said, I'll always remember, my mom said, uh, Nolan Jones is good enough. She was like, be Nolan Jones. And I think that that really stuck with me this year. It was just like, I'm just going to be me. I'm not going to try and do too much. I'm not going to try and make the spectacular play in the outfield or hit the home run every at-bat. I'm going to try and do what I do best. And, you know, I think that really helped me. It got my mind in the right spot. I got off to a hot start in AAA, which which definitely helped. And And then even there, it's tough to – it's tough to believe that people are watching and noticing and seeing that you're putting in the work every day. And, and so it's, it becomes a mental battle, but I think this year I did a good job with just trying to, to stay within myself, not try and do too much um, and just enjoy every single day of it. You know, obviously being in AAA, it wasn't where I wanted to be, but we had an unbelievable group of guys, some great coaches and, and really enjoyed our time and made every day fun. And it continued up to the big leagues. And, we definitely didn't have the uh, the success 
Oh, sorry. Did I lose you? Okay. No, there all we go. good. All good. We definitely didn't have the success that we wanted to this year in the big leagues, but we had a young team. We had a lot of, um, of really good guys that came up and contributed and, and showed a lot of positivity for the future of the Rockies. So I think that, that keeping things light definitely made it easier for me. All right. What's your mom's name? I want to give her credit. <laughs> Regina. Okay. Regina. So when was that? Because this is, I've said this a bunch, Nolan, I said to my kids, man, like it's sometimes somebody will say something to you in this flurry of advice that you get and it just hits, right? For Boy, sure. And like whatever, whatever Regina said, I'm saying her name wrong. What's her name again? Regina. 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 Okay. My apologies. Uh, whatever your mom said, Nolan Jones is good enough. Where was that? When was that? And and t- how did that – you talked a little bit about how it felt, but did it hit right away or did you have to sort of ruminate on it a little bit? Yeah, well, so she actually – I was driving home from spring training after – it, it might have been the day I got sent down or a day after or so. And, you know, big league camp is a lot different than minor league camp. Um, and it was just – I was driving home. I was, you know, telling her that I was struggling mentally. I'm, I'm trying to do too much. I was – you know, I, I, like I said, I had, I was, I had a new opportunity in front of me and I wanted to impress. Um, I, you know, I like everybody else, not that I worked harder than anybody else, but I worked, worked my butt off all off season, hit as much as I could, did everything as much as I could. Um, and I just put a lot of pressure on myself. There wasn't really outside pressure. Um, but I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to go in and impress and, I was driving home and was complaining about how I was feeling at the plate, how I thought I could do this better or that better or didn't make this throw well enough. Um, and my mom kind of just was like, hey, Nolan Jones is good enough. Like, be Nolan Jones. Go out, have fun. Enjoy every day. You're living your dream. Enjoy this. Um, and I think that it really set in with me right away because it was like I just quickly looked back on the month and a half prior of of pressing and and trying to do too much and trying to hit home runs in spring training. And and I think that it, it set in right away of like, yeah, I, I really need to relax. I know that the best Nolan Jones is when I'm having fun. Uh, when there's a smile on my face, I'm probably going to play my best. And so it, it, set in, it set in right away, and it was something that stuck with me all year was just just be Nolan. Just I love it. And, and, you know, you also talk about spring training, going into spring training. It's human nature, man, like, right? You just have human nature. You got your chance. This is your big chance. You got a whole new set of eyeballs on you. All of that. But when you're going through that, when you when you're going through that month leading to spring training, best shape of your best shape of our life season, right? Everyone's in the best shape of their our lives. Never been more prepared. Feeling good. Ready to show the world what's what. All of that. And then you go through the first few weeks, and then you go through the first month. Do you even? Does it even resonate that you are putting too much pressure on yourself or what's going on? Yeah, no, it didn't at all. You know, I, I'm someone, I think that to be in, to be in a position that we're in, I think that you have to be hard on yourself. You have to expect perfection and obviously it's never going to be achieved, but I think you, I think that all athletes would admit that they're, they're, they're hard on their themselves. Um, and so I think that it was kind of just, you know, new season, new start. I just, I I knew that I had worked hard and I, I think I expected better of myself. 
And as those results weren't coming, I was pressing harder and harder. Um, and I really did not realize it until my mom said that. And then I'm like, oh, my God, every day all I do is call and complain about my at-bats or complain about a play that I misjudged in the field or a base running mistake. And it was like, man, I just got to relax. Like, I, I have to I have to start enjoying this or this is not – because this isn't fun. You know, there's – when you're not having success, it's really hard to have fun. But when you're not having success and you're dwelling on it on the way home and talking to your family about it, and I'm coming home and telling my girlfriend I'm not hungry and I want to go to bed early. And it's like, you know, it just piles up. It piles up. And so I think that I just I, I, I took a step back and was like, wow, like she's right. I'm, you know, it's all I've been talking about. I've been talking about my swing, where my hands are launching from. It's like, Tonight, I'm going to come home. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to relax and I'm going to have fun tomorrow. And it's like a switch kind of. And I didn't have success the next day, but it, I think it set me up for for a season full of success. So. Yeah. And another thing is, is that you you not only do you feel like this is your big chance, but you you want to prove. And we I think we talked about this a little bit, but you want to prove that to the Rockies. Hey, you were right. You're right for for believing in me. Yeah, I think it's that's a huge part of it. You know, you get traded and the Rockies give up a piece. Uh, Cleveland gives up a piece. And I had played in the big leagues the year prior. And, you know, I think that I didn't have the success that I wanted to have. Um, obviously, there was a little bit different um, playing time for me. You know, I had never not played every day in my life, not been in the starting rotate, not been in starting in the outfield or starting at third base. And then I was coming off the bench to pinch hit. So it was kind of all learning opportunities for me, but I wanted to prove to this new organization that like, hey, you guys didn't make a mistake. Like, I'm going to work my butt off every single day. I'm going to be a good teammate and I'm going to I'm going to do what I can to help this team win. I think that's like the most important thing for me is that like they're small baseball like we everybody knows it's such a it's such a hard game. You have to find your wins in each day. And I think that's something that I really took pride in this year was finding my wins in each day. If it's an 0 for 4, but I moved a runner over and helped us score a run, you know, that's a win for me. So I think I, I started to find my wins in the day. By the way, you had mentioned there's a big difference between major league spring training and minor league spring training. I don't think people know, man. I don't think people know. It's not just the per diem. <laughs> it's, you know, it's everything. It's everything. And, and there's obviously phases and cut downs and all of a sudden – I know going in as a reporter, going into a major league clubhouse during spring training, all right, you're interviewed, you're, it feels like you're in the major leagues. And then the next day, you see those same minor leaguers, you know, busting in or whatever with a totally, with with the, uh, the T-shirts, with the, the, someone slapped their name on the back in, in, in field five. It, it's, <laughs> I don't think people understand. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that's one of the hardest things that you can deal with is, you know, you feel like you're so close. You feel like a good game today. I string a couple of good games together. I have an opportunity to be on a plane with the big league team rather than a bus with the minor league team. Um, and so I think that, you know, we as baseball players have experienced that and felt that. And so we kind of, you know, we put that pressure on ourselves to, to make sure that we have one ear flap instead of two. And we're, we're getting on a bus to the field and not walking, carrying our bags, you know? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. You guys have probably used that line a million times, but I don't think I've heard it in a long time. One year flat. I think it's, yeah, that's a big, uh, 
That's a big difference that we, the one ear flap is just, it's a boost of confidence for sure. <laughs> All right. So you, you do well, despite having two ear flaps and despite, um, you know, having to share stirrups or whatever you do. Uh, so, uh, despite all that, you do well in the Marlies. You get called up, but still, like, okay, you get called up, but now it's the same sort of stuff, man. Like, right, it's the same sort of stuff. I got to prove myself. I got, I got to continue this. Um, was it? Was it? Did did it feel that way? Yeah. So I definitely think that there's always that living in the back of your brain is I got to prove myself. I want to stay here. Everybody says it's easy to get to the big leagues. It's hard to stay. And I think that, so my first game uh, up with Colorado this year, um, I was talking to my dad about this the other day. I, uh, I got back picked in the bottom of the ninth with one out and the bases loaded down by two. Uh. And I sat in my locker for like an hour after the game. And I was like, I just blew my chance. I, I, I just I just blew my opportunity. And a bunch of the guys came up to me and were like, hey, like, it happens. Like, you, you rounded the base too hard. You thought they were going to send the guy on third. Like, it is what it is. You learn from it. And I came back the next day and the coaches kind of portrayed the same message. It was like, you made an aggressive mistake. Like, yes, you made a mistake. It was an aggressive mistake. We learn from it. We move on. And from there on, I just felt like after that day, it was like, all right, you know what? I, I embarrassed myself day one. I, I did the the no-no in baseball, and now I can just have fun. And, you know, I think that – I think the fun part really set in for me, like, right away. It was just like, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, these guys, we had a uh, – we had a really good group of guys this year. We had – our leaders in the locker room were incredible. Um and so I really just kind of latched on to those guys and, and enjoyed it. You know, I got to watch guys like Charlie Blackman go go about his work every day and learn from Charlie and ask Char- Charlie's face every pitcher in the big leagues. So Charlie knows what their stuff looks like. So I get to get scouting reports from Charlie Blackman. And, and I kind of just took it all as a learning experience and stopped putting the pressure on myself and started like enjoying this. Like I like Chris Bryant, I looked up to Chris Bryant my whole life. You know, I, I mean, 2016, I graduated high school, got drafted, and Chris Bryant's on top of the baseball world. So I became best friends with Chris Bryant, got to learn from him. So I just really tried to to learn and have fun. And and you know, I think when we we're we're out there putting all that pressure on, we play tight, mistakes that you know you wouldn't normally make happen. And so I just tried to be loose and and enjoy it. Well, okay, so we have the the moment moment with your mom. So what was the singular moment, if there was one, all the things that you're talking about, right? Having fun, uh, succeeding after that initial thing. Was there this, was it a moment, maybe it was the 800-foot walk-off home run you had, I don't know. But was there a moment where that was sort of, you felt looking back, that was the springboard to what happened as the season went on? I think that that walk-off gave me a lot of confidence for sure. Um, but like I said, I think that our veterans did a really good job of inviting guys in. Um, you know, like I said, from the beginning, we did not have the year we wanted to have. Um, there's no hiding that, but, um, we knew that it was going to be, or they knew that it was going to be a young group of guys coming up. There was going to be guys in and out getting different opportunities, seeing who can handle it, who, 
who can't who can come up and hit who can pitch hit pinch hit in the ninth um so there was a ton of movement throughout the Rockies organization and I think the veterans did such a good job of making us feel welcomed whether I was up there for I mean I originally got called up for three days and then got sent down um, without playing and I felt welcomed on the team and that was something that was that, that I think is really important you know being comfortable in your own clubhouse is really important and I think that's what really good teams do you know I've been in two different clubhouses now and both have done a good job of, of that um, and so I think feeling comfortable right away and and, and, you know, I think that walk-off definitely helped and small moments of confidence, maybe throwing somebody out in a big spot here or there. Um, but it kind of just all piled on. And like I said, started to count my my small wins every day and, and it started to add up. What are you better at now? Let's say, let's say first week of January last year. We've already talked about the mental stuff, right? What are you better at? What are you better at than you were? Yeah, I think that we did a good job this year of – of for me personally, my outfield work. Um, I think all around, I think I'm a better hitter. I think I have more confidence. I learned how to stay through the ball. I learned how to put the, put different pitches in different locations in play rather than having a big hole in my swing. Um, so I think there's a ton of things, but I think for me being an infielder, I came up an infielder. I always was an infielder um, moving to the outfield. I got to watch Brenton Doyle who, my gosh, that guy can play the outfield. By the way, um, by the way, by the way, before I forget, do you know his nickname? Or do you have a nickname for him? I We call him BD. Okay. So uh, shortly after I talked to you, whenever that was, middle of the season, uh, I was asking guys, because the whole Ellie Dela Cruz is the fastest man in the planet thing was going on. Yeah. So Brenton has one of the fastest sprint speeds. Right. So I'm trying to get these guys to say they're faster than Ellie De La Cruz. He, he's a humble guy. I wouldn't say that. But I did find out what they his nickname was in high school. What's that? You're welcome, by the way. You are welcome. <laughs> Turbo. Really? Yeah. Which is so oh cheesy. It's so cheesy. It's awesome. <laughs> That's going to stick for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't I don't mean to interrupt, but I I just I top of no. Mind. I'm glad you did. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But getting to watch a guy like him and and seeing you know something that I did early on was I was playing left field um, primarily, but Charlie was in right. And Charlie, even if Charlie's not in the lineup, Charlie's out there for every group of batting practice every single day shagging. And so I started just going to right field and shagging with Charlie and listening to Charlie and learning from Charlie and asking Charlie questions. Um, and that really, really helped me. Um, got to watch him, watch how he goes about his business, how he works, drills he does to get ready every day. Um, and I think that, that that's a part of my game that we really um, got better at this year and went into the offseason with a plan and, and have continued to get better. There's this, I think that it's one of the most – throwing a guy out, like a right fielder throwing a guy out at third base, to me is – doesn't get much cooler than that. It might be the best, right? It might be the best. I know for there's not many people that throw more pe- throw more people out than they hit homers. You know, every everybody says what's a better feeling, throwing someone out or hitting a homer. It's great to hit a homer, but you don't get many opportunities to throw somebody out. Well, well, and also Nolan, another thing is we've been bemoaning for last ten years about how outfielders' arms aren't what they used to be. You see clips of 
you know, YouTube clips of Dave Parker or or Mondesi or someone like that. And the old timers will say, well, because they don't work at it, right? And and I think it's and correct me if I'm wrong, you clearly work at I think it's coming back a little bit. I think I think outfielders are starting to understand you do kind of gotta work at it a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like for me personally, I know it's a huge part of my game. I lacked last year. My reads weren't the best. My first step wasn't the best. And somewhere that I can make up ground is my arm. So it's something that I take a ton of pride in. I mean, I try and long toss at least once a series, twice, two, three times a week. Um, It's something that I take a ton of pride in. And I I mean, Doyle's the same. Doyle's got a Doyle threw a ball 106 miles an hour this year. Wait, 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 like, wait, 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 what? He did? Oh, oh, that was the fastest, right? It was the fastest. 105.9 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I mean, we, I think it's something that, you know, we save, we save some bases. We save 90 feet for our pitchers at times. Even if it's not throwing somebody out, if there's a ground ball hit to Brenton Doyle, you're probably not going first to third, you know, like where there's, there's out there's some outfielders where we have meetings before the game. It's like, hey, let's challenge him. If it's to his side, let's challenge him. Um, so I think that it's it's a big part of our outfield that we can we can save ninety feet for our pitchers. Do you still take any work in the infield? And not I'm not saying to be an infielder, but this was one of the ways I remember um, Mookie back. I know he's an infielder now, but Mookie used to do it. Uh, outfielders used to do it. This is how they worked on their throwing. I don't know if it's something you do or other guys do or not. Yeah, so I actually, I mean, I played a, a, a little bit of infield last year. I probably had 15 games at first. I think I played one at third. Um, so I still occasionally take my ground balls, but I like to do um, the, the machine drills with the, just your hands kind of, uh, like the, the squishy balls, got out of a little red machine and just kind of work on my hands. And I think that keeps me fresh and gets me ready, especially, I mean, even in the outfield. But if I ever were to be needed again in the infield, I think it keeps me ready. Um, so I do like to do them. I think it I think it gets my hands and my eyes going every day. Yeah, that's where we're here. We're here to educate young minds. Somebody's going to say that. I remember when Nolan Jones said this way back, he made <laughs> me the player, and, and you're going to be his hero. Um, what was the coolest thing this year? Like, you – Okay, we've gone through the the walk-off, but maybe it's like the coolest besides this honor that we just gave you. Um, there must have been something, because you, if you Google your name, it comes up a lot of complimentary stuff, right? Well-deserved. But sometimes it's, maybe it's a player on another team saying something. Maybe it's, I don't know, was there like a cool moment for you that, as we said, just sort of hit? Yeah, I actually had some players from another team um, send some stuff over to be signed by me, um, and that was really, really cool for me because you know I'm the, I'm the kind like these guys are. I grew up watching most of these guys. Like I, I even two years ago, like I was watching these guys on TV. So you know, I like to get a bat or a ball or a signed jersey by them. Like I have a list already of guys that I want to get jerseys from next year. Um, so one of the teams there, they sent some stuff over for me to sign. Uh, and that was, that was really cool for me. You know, that's like somebody that wants my autograph that I'm playing against that, that was, that was really cool for me. That's a good one. It also leads me to one of the questions that we had. I hope I didn't ask you this before, but, uh, 
we were talking to I was talking to Jackson Holiday at the Futures game. And I asked him, I said, well, what's the biggest change in becoming a top prospect, becoming this guy? He said, the weird stuff that you have to sign. So then I started asking people this. And next thing I know, you know, prosthetic leg, poster, uh, a lot of socks, a lot of um, I, uh, a lot of iPhone-like uh, covers. Yeah. You got any good ones or – I mean, I signed somebody's forehead last year. I thought that was kind of crazy. That's not like, it's nothing wild, but yeah, they walked out of the stadium with my name written in Sharpie on their forehead. <laughs> That's a good one. And, yeah. and it's also a template for the tattoo they're going to get. It's going to be yeah, I, I sure hope not. <laughs> hey, so uh, like like we said, we're, we were looking forward, and I, you're talking about some of the players you have. You know, people look at the Rockies and say, oh, well, Rockies, Nationally West, look at you all had the Diamondbacks, what they did, and you have the Padres, the Padres of the Padres, Giants, and of course the Dodgers. But we had Tori Lavello on back when it wasn't as popular to have Tori Lavello on, which was last February. Right. And we played, and he said, I said, Tori, give me your speech, the, the spring training speech, one which we, you probably had Bud Black do, you know, get in front of the whole organization. The Lane the Foundation. And so I'm giving I'll let you workshop the speech, Tori. And the end of it, he's like, let them buy their teams. I was like, I love that. Let them buy their teams. So living life in the division as the team that basically has become the, the super team. I, I don't even, maybe you don't even think about it because you just gotta worry about yourself and you show up, you like the players on your team and whatever. You let things take care of itself. Yeah. I mean, is that how it is, or is it like, oh, crap? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely. I gotta watch what I say, you know. I think it's. I, no, I, I think it's, I, I'll, I'll protect you. Don't worry. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's definitely like eye opening. You know, you see a team go out and spend a billion dollars on on some players. It's it's eye opening that we got to play them a bunch of times this year. Uh, and you know, I want to win a world series one day. Like I, there's no doubt about it. It's my dream to win a world series one day. Um, and I think that you gotta, you gotta worry about yourself. I think that you have to worry about you and the other 24 in your locker room. Um, but you know, there's definitely, it's definitely eye opening to see a team like the Dodgers go and, and spend all that money and get some unbelievable talent um and obviously we saw what the d-backs did you know they two years ago what was 110 losses yeah yeah um to what they're doing now so it's you know like tory said there's there's a part of you that could say uh let them buy their team and there's and and go do what the diamondbacks did i mean it's freaking cool to see you know you expect the world series to be a certain two certain teams every year or whatever and to see a team like the diamondbacks go out there and and do what they did it was it was really cool to see and i think it gives a team like the rockies some hope you know we had some young really bright spots in our lineup this year you know we had ezekiel tovar who i think's a superstar shortstop hall like all-star shortstop 100 percent. brenton doyle gold glove center fielder like we had so many montero hit some great spots tolia hit some good spots like it was a little streaky for us, but we're learning. And I think that to see a team like the D-backs two years ago lose 110 games and make the World Series two years later, I think it gives the Rockies a lot of – it gives, at least me personally, 
it gives me some some hope and excitement that you know we that could be us you know we could who knows what this year could look like it's it's always up in the air um and we had a we had a disappointing year last year but you know this could be this could be a change for the Rockies. So. That's a great, first of all, well said, great perspective. And I think one, it's going to gain a lot of narrative. I mean, and rightfully so. It's not, it wasn't only the Diamondbacks. Look at the Marlins. Look at the Reds. For sure. I mean, there's a lot of teams. And, and that's why I love it. I love baseball, what baseball, how all over the place baseball is. Because I love the 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 juice that – that the Dodgers and the Braves have, which is a better team. At the same time, then we can immediately default to, well, like, listen, look at the Diamondbacks, look at the Reds, look at the uh, look yeah. at the, the Marlins. And and then then when a team gets to the postseason, it's oh, look at all those teams that got knocked out early. Like, that's what's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, how most important question, how deep into January do you say happy new year? <laughs> uh i usually give it only a couple days i'm uh, not really well i'm not really a big uh happy new year's i mean this today might be the end of it for me it's time to turn the page time to turn yeah the page. And, and we're and we're turning the page i listen man like i really appreciate the time i enjoyed talking with you before i really enjoyed this conversation and and um and i'm going to be following you guys really really closely this year and we all are it's it, you, you, it's a great reminder. A lot of things that you said about a lot of important stuff, whether it's the baseball stuff or whether it's the human element. So this is, it's going to be a good season. It's going to be, and it starts today. There you go. Yes. I can't wait. I appreciate you having me on. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the moth podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.